Welcome to the seventh episode of the Discomfort Zone podcast with Manj Chana. This is a podcast where me or my guests share stories about times when we stepped out of our comfort zones and what happened next. Today, I'm joined by Lauren Stevenson, a passionate fitness enthusiast who loves to challenge herself. She has competed as a bikini athlete, become a triathlete, all while personal training others. Right, let's get into it. Today I'm joined by Lauren Stevenson. So we met in 2019 at the National Achievers Congress, where we both went to see fantastic speakers, such as the famous entrepreneur Gary Vee, the famous actor and comedian Russell Brand, and the living legend Grant Cardone. Welcome to the podcast, Lauren. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So you're a personal trainer, someone who I know is passionate about self-development and development of others, as I've seen in the content with your clients, a triathlete and even an award-winning bikini athlete. Yes. Maybe you could start by telling us how you got into competitive bodybuilding. So I've been a personal trainer for um, 10 years now, which is crazy to think that. Um, and I went to uni late, so I was 24 when I went to uni, and I split up with my long-term boyfriend while I was there. And I wasn't the most confident person in the world ever anyway. And I thought, oh, I really want to show him what he's missing, basically. And I thought, what, what's the best thing I could do? Oh, I'll be a bikini bodybuilder. So went into it quite blind. Um, one of my uni lecturers had done bodybuilding before, and he was very bro. So it was very, it was chicken and rice, fish and rice, broccoli. That was it. You ate the same meal every day. So I went into that, and I thought, oh, God, this is a little bit, bit too much. But... I kind of went through the whole process. That was about 2016 um, and ended up loving it in the end. So I started it because I wanted to show somebody what they were missing and sort of fell into it and really enjoyed it. But I had no idea what I was doing that whole first season. So I came away, had a couple of years out, learned a bit more about it and went back in 2018, did my second competitive season. And that's when I won a few trophies doing it. So did a better job that year. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. I've, I've seen some of the pictures. You looked absolutely great. <laughs> How long um, is a season? Um, it tends to be about six to eight months. So it depends what federation you do. There's loads of different federations. I did UK DFBA, which is a drug-free one. Um, and the season started about April time and the finals were in end of October. So you can sign up for as many shows as you want to do in that time. But from experience, you can only sort of, your body can only peak sort of twice a year, roughly two to three times a year. So I ended up doing three shows in total. Um, I won trophies for my first two shows. And then the third one, I was just, I was done by then. I, I needed to sort of take a step back and I probably shouldn't have done the last one. But yeah, it's, it's hard to get into that kind of shape repeatedly. Yeah, I can imagine. I guess, I guess it's quite intense, not only training, but I guess there's an intensity around the, the food and nutritioning, and nutrition side of stuff as well. Yeah, 100%. So you have to weigh everything that you, you eat and record it and make sure that you're sticking to your, your proteins, your fats, your carbs, making sure you're not overeating. 
you don't want to if you under eat then you'll lose weight too fast or your body might not want to um, perform for you so and being a woman as well you've got all your hormones and all of that so you want to kind of keep dropping well dropping the fat slowly but not putting yourself under too much stress um mentally and physically because i'd say about 75 percent of it is a mental game if your head's not in it you just you can't do it at all that's really interesting because when you say bodybuilding it's literally got the word body in there but from yeah. someone that's been so deep in the field you're telling me that actually 75 percent of it is a mental game i think that's amazing. oh yeah 100 percent. it's it's totally it's it's a mind it's totally a mind game if um if you've not got that drive and that determination and that consistency, then you just, you can't do it. It's not like a, Oh, I'll do it for two weeks and then I'll pull away. It's, I mean, my first show was a year and a half in the making. So I had to stay on it for a year and a half. And there, there was obviously slips. I'm not a machine. Um, but the slips, you feel guilty when you have a slip. And then I had a coach at the time who sort of, even though I'm a personal trainer myself, it was just nice to have that person there to, to lean on when I was feeling a bit down and to say, come on, you can pick yourself up and tell me what to do when I was feeling like I needed a bit of a break. And yeah, it was, it's a mental game, 100%, definitely. Yeah, I mean, just touching on coaches as well, um, in, as part of my research, I, I came across a bit of information where you said you, you went through 10 coaches. Um, yeah. So, that's amazing i mean did you spend i guess a week with each one or something well how did that what did that look like it was kind of um a bit more i kind of had a few calls with them each one and because i'm i'm i would say that i'm kind of a i'm not a hardcore bodybuilder i like my wellness i like mental health more over everything so I needed a coach that was going to work with me and not just tell me what to do and expect me to do it and shout at me when I didn't do it so I went through all these coaches I went to people that were like celebrities in the world of bodybuilding um, I went to people that were less known I went to local I went abroad everything just like chatting to people trying to work out who was best um, and eventually I found somebody who was on the same wavelength with me and mental health comes first um, over everything and wasn't going to put me on a diet of fish and rice three times a day and lettuce so yeah it was it was hard to sift through them all but I had to go through that process to find the right one for me and if I hadn't have done that I probably would have been in a worse state now just mentally and physically than I would have done if I'd have sort of done it myself really so yeah it's um it took a lot of research to find the right coach to do that well, it sounds like uh, you did the right thing. Yeah. Any, any serious fitness commitment, I think, is always going to place you into a discomfort zone. But you went right to the extreme and competed as a bikini athlete and then became an award-winning bikini athlete. So the commitment is not questioned. But by my estimations, that must have placed you in your discomfort zone many times. Is that fair to say? Uh, yes, definitely. The one that I remember the most was um, it was my first what we call peak week so it's the seven days before your actual show and you start to change things like you start to change your water intake um your calories might go up or they might come down it depends what you look like you can't sort of predict how it's going to go you have to go day to day and i did a carb depletion which is three to four days of really 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 low carbs and then the idea is two to three days before the show you increase your carbs so your muscles fill up and I was on day four of carb depletion and 
I, being a personal trainer, I taught spin classes as well. And I remember sitting on my bike and I couldn't even turn my legs. I got my microphone on, I'd got a full class in front of me and I just sat there and stared at everybody. And they were looking at me like, waiting for me to sort of say something. I just looked at them and they all went, are you all right? And I said, well, it's peak week. And they were like, yeah, we know. So I just sat there and talked them through it. But it was just, I, th I knew then I thought, God, this is like, I felt like I was at the lowest of the low, but the highest of the high. Cause I was like, I'm so proud of what I've achieved, but I feel like I'm not even alive right now. It was just, it was such a weird feeling. And at that point it was sort of, do you give up, go home, have a pizza and just think this is not for me? Or do you try and push through that barrier to get to that end result? And it was, it was a matter of days that I'd got to compete. And I thought, oh God, this is like, this is such a surreal feeling to have right now sat in front of 20 20 odd people who are looking at me for guidance and I'm sat there thinking I've got the workout on a sheet in front of me and I can't even take them through it <laughs> that's how low my energy was it was so so weird amazing I mean to anyone listening I didn't know what story Lauren would bring to the table today and Lauren when you shared that my mouth dropped because I, I, I do like to say that the peak of the human experience is where you where you experience two opposite things at the same time and like you just said you at the highs of the high you're at the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows at the same time you know being so proud of what you achieved and then not being able to turn your legs and, and be the personal trainer that, that you are be the trainer that you are I mean how did you process that in in the moments I mean how did you not beat yourself up overly, but then not just say, actually, I'm fantastic for what I'm doing and then just ride that wave because you seem to have come through in a balanced way. How did you process that? Um, it was kind of, it didn't really feel like it was my body. It was like, it was like I got two people in my head. One of them was sort of just knocked out and the other one was like, oh, well, this is happening. We're looking at, at it from a, a different perspective. It was like I, my, myself was sort of up in the air and I was watching myself try and teach this class. Um, and obviously it's, it's dark, there's like lights flashing around, it's all like sort of pumping music and everything and it's just, that was the first time that I sat there and I thought, my life is crazy right now, what is going on, like why have I done this, why have I taken up this crazy sport? <laughs> but then you go and you do the show and then you come out the other side and suddenly you, you're eating a normal amount of calories again and within two or three days you feel like a normal human again and you think I can't believe how little energy I had it's like when you, when you're ill and you're really ill and then you come out the other side and you think I can't believe how ill I was I can't believe I've taken this feeling of wellness for granted it was the same sort of thing you think god I can't believe how little energy I had and how little energy I've been running on for four five six months and it makes you realize that your body can really do anything if your mind is willing to let it so i've never heard the kind of minute detail that you're, that you're getting to here from someone who's actually been in the field like this and you know the way that you just put it there having five six months basically of being such low energy that you're thinking am i ill that, that's incredible what is it that kept you going ultimately to the end because you you clearly went through the season you were successful you won awards more than one event so what kept you going it was, I think the actual thing that kept me going was actually my clients. So being a personal trainer, um, because there I deal with people who have weight loss, who want weight loss and have um, mental health issues. So some of them have depression, anxiety, things like that. Um, for them to say to me, 
you're doing really well. I'm so proud of you. It was like, oh, wow, like they're proud of me. And I, I tell them all the time, I'm so proud of you. I can't believe you've done this. You've exceeded my expectations. You're doing really well. But when the boot's on the other foot, I kind of think, oh, wow, I'm doing something really good here. And people are really enjoying seeing what I'm doing and taking inspiration from it. So it was mainly my clients and knowing that I was inspiring them. And like some of them were like, oh, I went for a run today. And I, I, they've wanted to run for ages, but they've not sort of been able to do it for one reason or another and they'll say oh, I went for a run today because you did this today and it inspired me to do something that I didn't think that I could do and it's like oh that's really nice so that kind of spurred me on through the whole thing really it was I think if I didn't have if I wasn't in this field and I didn't have my clients I don't think I would have been as motivated to get through it so it's that community that's it's nice to have. That's actually uh, quite amazing. And, you know, you mentioned the word community, something what I think when I see your contents quite a lot is actually Lauren has a community because I know that to you, they're not just clients. I see it in, in your content and in your posts and your stories and everything that actually you have a community around you. And it's really nice to see because, you know, no discredit to any other personal trainer, but when I see some other PTs, it feels like they're just clients to them. But I know that with you, it, it's, it's a bit different. So I think it's really nice. And it's great that that's what kept you going. So yeah clearly there was a lot of resilience that you built up throughout mm -hmm. this journey do you feel that that resilience that you've built up and that carries over to other areas of life do you feel like 100 percent um like this for example um i wouldn't be able to sit here and talk as fluently as i have done today sort of four years ago five years ago i'd have been stumbling my words i've got a little bit of a lisp and i'm i'm very aware of it so when i whenever i do any kind of sort of public speaking or teaching classes if I, I suddenly become aware of the lisp it used to be that I'd start stumbling my words I couldn't get them out I'd go bright red I'd start to panic but it's made me become a more confident person and in turn that makes my job a lot better and I'm a lot better at my job for it so I can put things out there better I can do videos IGTVs I'm doing live workouts at the minute which is great but I honestly think that doing that bodybuilding season or those couple of seasons of bodybuilding has set me up for life, even though I don't know if I'd do it again, but I honestly, I've learned so much from it and I've become a better person from doing it. Definitely. I think it's amazing. Uh, just seeing so there's the so many different avenues that you've gone down. I mean, even the triathlete um, side of stuff, did that come before or after um, the, the, the competitive bodybuilding? Um, it came after that did. So I did um, wow. my bodybuilding season. And then I thought, I'm one of those people that once I've done something really well, I think, what can I have a go at next? What can I better myself in next? And I thought, let's pivot and just go totally the opposite from weightlifting, aesthetics. Let's go into triath triathlons. And I've been a keen cyclist and a keen runner for a while. And I couldn't swim at the beginning of last year. So I thought, let's let's do that let's throw myself in learn a new skill put it all together and just try something totally different so yeah that's how doing triathlons came about i think it's amazing i think it's amazing right lauren thank you so much for sharing uh, your story um i was going to finish off with the question of is there any other seasons coming up but i think you've just touched on it there that you don't think you're going to do that again well we'll see we'll Enjoy see it. Oh, nice <laughs> nice 
Right, where can uh, people follow your work, uh, follow you uh, online, etc.? So my company is Glow Motivation. You can find Glow Motivation on Facebook and on Instagram, my handle is underscore lauren.stevenson underscore. Fantastic. And I like to end um, my interview episodes with a random question. So I've just got up the random question generator here and the random question is, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Can be as long or as short as possible. Um, oh, I don't know. I actually went on a cycle a few weeks ago and the guy said to me that, um, what did he say? I can't even remember. It was basically live for the moment. That was the thing. Live for the moment, plan for tomorrow. That was the general gist of it. Profound and succinct. Thank you very much, Lauren. Thank you, Ranj. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Discomfort Zone podcast, where you've been listening to Lauren tell us how she froze was paralysed by her conflicting emotions, feeling so high yet so low at the same time before competing, but how working through this grew her into a more stronger and resilient person that she is today. Please follow the podcast on Spotify if you enjoyed the show or on any other platform where you may have been listening. This has been Mans Chana. You can follow me on Instagram at Mans Chana. You can follow Lauren's personal training business by searching for Glow Motivation, or you can follow her on Instagram at underscore lauren dot stevenson underscore where she posts amazing free content such as nutritional advice free workouts and live classes such as high intensity training and don't forget to follow the podcast instagram at the discomfort zone podcast well that's it for today folks i hope to speak to your ear holes again very soon